ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. We've been doing this a long time, and I know what you're thinking. You're so youthful and relevant. The young people come to you in droves. Sandra Golden. I know! And little did we know it meant two different things. Rusty Menzel. You don't treat people that way and make Rusty rocks. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens? That I'm the man? Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Thursday. Steak and Sandra wasting no time. Good morning to you, Sandy. Good morning. Go to social media. We had an incident already this morning. Follow at Sports Sandra. He, here's my argument. How do I look right now? You look great. Right? I look normal, right? Yes. So you can explain what happened when I walked in today. Well, he was drenched like he just stepped out of his shower at his house. Right. I mean, the, the, the shirt, you'll see it at Sports Sandra. And I said, buy or sell an umbrella. And I've known you for 20 years. This happens often. Yes. And it's one of those things yes. that absolutely <laughs> drives me crazy as a woman slash sister that you never asked for. I don't understand why you can't just put, you're drenched <laughs> from, know. your head is drenched. The shirt is, I know the I pants. Know. Oh my goodness. I had to make a decision because I have a, two things. I need my pen every morning mm-hmm. and I need my uh, Starbucks. That's my treat for getting together in the morning. If I get a workout or whatever, I just say like I get my Starbucks iced coffee. Now, we're at Colony Square. You have to walk from underneath the, the parking garage. It's a 30-second walk outside. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can stay dry and not get my coffee or go downstairs and get, like, a Keurig. Or I can just deal with it because it'll dry eventually. And sure enough, it was like buckets on oh my, my head. Oh, my gosh. Right? It really was. And what did you say? You're going to change your shirt? I said, no, it'll dry. No problem. And it did. Yeah, it dries quick. But, yes. But what I'm learning on social media, and I did not know this was a thing. I mean, guys get shamed for an umbrella. It's not a. Day it's day. not like you, you lose your man card with an umbrella. Do you ever use an umbrella? I keep one only for when I know I'm going to be outdoors for long periods of time, high school events, things right. of that. Nature. I'll do it for my wife because she'll yell at me if we have a fancy event. I don't have one for her. Oh, okay. But no, no, I don't. I just don't use an umbrella. Got dudes don't walk around with like a little umbrella. We just don't do it, you know. I just okay. Well, um, good luck everybody <laughs> out there. With so you that. have to see how soaked Sopping I was. Sopping wet, y'all. It was. It's. It's. I laughed hysterically she at this like, morning. What's wrong with you? I go. Like, what is going on? Did like, you get stuck? Do, said, Did you get in a car wreck on seventy five and you stood outside for twenty <laughs> minutes? No, I had to get a coffee. I said, dudes. <laughs> I said, dudes and yeah. umbrellas. Yeah, it, you are exactly right well, on the Twitter. Saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even keep one in my trunk. That's a girl thing, right? Or have four by the door, or like you know, maybe at a fancy hotel or something. But you know, they 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 walk you outside with your umbrella. Otherwise, I needed the coffee. Who who was the hype man? Was it Farnsworth that used to carry the uh, umbrella? For Farnsworth Diddy? Bentley for uh, yes. Did, yeah. For who? Did, For Diddy did, Puffy, Fonzworth oh, Bentley. Okay, he yeah. used to be in some of the uh, <laughs> Outcast videos, too. You need yeah. a hype boy. There you go. One of those Atlanta eat interns. <laughs> okay. Just have him follow you around with a little uh, umbrella. You'll be good to go. So All that right. was how the day started. It was very funny. Yes. And uh, it is, as I can attest, not pleasant out there this morning. Not going to be for a couple of days. And it's warm. It's like oh 65 yeah. this morning. Yeah. So kind of a weird day. Yeah, give yourself extra time. Kids. All right, let's do our 9 at 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, and reports are that Ben Johnson is going to the Commanders. So it's been 17 days since Arthur Smith was fired. There are four vacancies as of this morning. The Falcons, the Titans, the Panthers, 
and the Seahawks. Yeah, it's how many have been hired? Three? Is that right? I mean, well, the, Phil, the Patriots, Commanders, Chargers, Raiders. Well, yeah, but I mean, the Commanders isn't done yet, right? Me and you saw Ben Johnson, but who who reported it? Because it's, and it says this morning, reports are it's done. So we're just okay. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. Patriots' that job done. was never really open. It was yeah written right? in his contract. And May the Raiders, of. Antonio job, Pierce, they stayed in house. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh, which we heard from the beginning. Right. So, what, what what else did we hear from the beginning? Bill Belichick was, is going to Atlanta, and Jim Harbaugh is going to go to L.A. And sometimes believe, you know, where the smoke is, right? Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, and the so fire. So you just feel like they're working, ironing out details. No, no, I think there's probably a snag in the mix, and I think it could be the Rich McKay relationship. It could be, you know, how much power is Arthur Blank going to acquiesce to Bill Belichick? You know, again, you didn't win six Super Bowls here. You didn't win three Super Bowls here. It's my team. I'm paying you a lot of money. We have a way we want to do things, and and um, if you hear the Patriots story, Belichick didn't always have all that power. He gained it by winning consistently a third Super Bowl, and he got every decision-making. He's not going to get that in Atlanta. Maybe it does go south, but I think, Sandra, if it goes south, there will be an expose written or something about at the 11th hour what came into play. We'll find out eventually, right, what happened. And listen, I'm fine either way. Mike Vray will be great. Uh, I thought I said day one, Raheem Morris and uh, Justin Fields, and let's sell out. Let's sell up Mercedes-Benz and get ready to rock and roll. I don't believe that Arthur Blank wants to hire a coordinator that's never been a head coach. So who's that down to? Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, Raheem Morris. Right. Those are the three guys. Mike Vrabel, by the way, did interview. Reports were he was at his house last night. Vrabel will now interview with the Panthers as of today. So just follow the bouncing ball of, of who, what, where, when, and how. You're hearing stuff. I'm hearing stuff that I'm not comfortable saying on the air but I still think it's Belichick and they're ironing out details. Sunday's championship games. I'm bringing it up because the line has moved a little bit. Your early game Chiefs at Baltimore. Ravens, three and a half points. It started out as three. Lions at 49ers. That is seven. It started at seven. It remains minus seven. So interesting that with everything the Lions have done, they are a bigger underdog on the road at San Francisco than Green Bay and... um, Jordan Love coming in there. Well, Green Bay at 49ers was nine. Right? It was nine points. Sorry, you're right. No, no. It started at 10, ended up at nine. That's right. You're 100% right. right. That wouldn't have made any sense, which is why. Thank you for correcting me. You're no, no, right. I'm a professional gambler. Yeah. I don't want to cry. I hate well, to Well, you're a journalist. You. Journalist! All right, Hawks at Golden State last night, y'all. The score was 134 to 112, but this was the first night they've played in eight days, Golden State, due to the death of their assistant coach, Dehan uh, Milojevic. Excuse me for not pronouncing that correct. So, yeah, I watched the whole ceremony. Yeah, that was A lot intense. of tears, a lot of emotion. His, his wife and his daughters are there. That was gut-wrenching to watch. Uh, Golden State canceled practices. They weren't dialed into basketball at all. Uh, at some point, Hawks led in the third quarter when I went to sleep, and I woke up, and, oh, they lost by 25. Yeah, exactly. So, DeJounte, 23 points. Yeah, so. they, they're going to try to get day-day, it sounds like, whatever the asking price as high as they can go for DeJounte Murray. They're asking for two number ones now. Yeah, that's that's the report on that, yep. And I think folks are going to be like, that's adorable. You traded for three number ones, so you want two back. But that's they, they have no real leverage. They yeah. know the Hawks are desperate to move them. They know they're not going to probably re-sign them. 
They know that, you know, they gave up way too much for him. It's not working. So that's that's nice that you, you know, I, I want to be seven feet tall and, and, and play for the Knicks, right? I know you want two number ones and D'Angelo Russell, but I don't think they You wouldn't play for the Knicks. You'd play for the Celtics. I, know, I, I mean, just, that was – That's true. On. You'd totally yeah. play for no, the I'd Celtics. I'd like to play for the Celtics. Hey, heads up, though. Luca on the second floor comes in town Friday night with Dallas if you want to go down to State Farm, which we encourage. Uh, Doc Rivers officially taking that Bucks job. I haven't seen you since um, – they blew up that again. Giannis and they're going to like to pay what three or four head coaches now. They're over Adrian Griffin, man. That dude got ushered out quick. And Doc Rivers, who loves broadcasting, loves the media, all that. Until you say, "Oh, here's Giannis. Here's Dame Lillard. You went to college at Marquette, right up the street." Oh, I and, forgot about uh, that. You know, uh, he's doing a great job on TNT. Which job will be there for him down the line? But Doc Rivers, another chance to go after an NBA championship ring. Quickly, rocking at Stegman last night. Dogs win Huge again. Win. Huge win. This may be Beat the win. LSU. This may be the win that gets them in the tournament. They're, they blow a eight-point lead with like three minutes left. LSU scores nine in a row down the stretch. And then Georgia, with 2.9 seconds left, gets an offensive rebound and a putback by Russell Chiwa. And she was uh, put back, makes the free throw. LSU misses at the buzzer. Huge win over a very good LSU team. That's how you get to March Madness, Sandra. Keep stockpiling 11-1 at home. 9,200 in the house last night. Good for you guys. They're at Florida on Saturday at noon. Want to remind you, there are 20 days till Braves. Report to spring training. Braves Fest is this Saturday. You'll need a ticket. It's free. But go to Braves.com. Also, tech schedule comes out. How about starting your season with Florida State, ending your season with Georgia? That's just the start of the gauntlet, right? It's the right? third toughest in the country, yeah. they're predicting. It's right so. up there for sure. All right, Brent Key. There you go. Whew. Good stuff, Sandy. When we come back, Jim Harbaugh is done in Ann Arbor. Why did it happen so quickly in terms of his decision? Why was he never coming back? Aaron McMahon, what did we lose in Atlanta by not getting Jim Harbaugh? We'll talk to somebody from Ann Arbor News who's covered him for nine years. Why was Jim Harbaugh never coming back to Michigan? We'll chat on that coming back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 923 Steak and Sandra. This hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. No bigger story really than the NFL and no bigger story in the NFL. Separate of the game. Separate of the AFC NFC games, then Bill Belichick to Atlanta. Uh, you just showed me the uh, Rich Eisen show, did 10 minutes on it with Albert Breer. Mm-hmm. We just watched uh, Get Up with Greenberg uh, talking. It's the number one story. That was like 15 minutes. Yeah. With that, with uh, who was on there? Harry Adam, Douglas. Adam, Adam Schefter was Adam on there. Schefter, and, yep. Um, so everybody wants to know is Bill Belichick, uh, is that going to be a done deal in the next 48 hours? What is a done deal is Jim Harbaugh. Not coming to Atlanta, although a lot of folks here, not even close, would have preferred Jim Harbaugh over Bill Belichick. He signs the deal that everybody said months ago would make a lot of sense. As soon as the firing happened in L.A. with the Chargers, would it make a lot of sense for Jim Harbaugh to leave Michigan after a national title or not a national title and go to L.A.? That's exactly what happened. I asked the question, why was it such a fait accompli? What are they getting in L.A.? What are we not getting in Atlanta? Aaron McMahon covered Jim Harbaugh for nine years for the Ann Arbor News. He joins us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thanks for being with us, Aaron. Good morning. 
What do you know about Jim Harbaugh after covering him for nine years? How interesting a personality is he? About as interesting as they get. He's a quirky individual. Um, football is his life, and I don't say that uh, you know lightly. Uh, the guy is football 24-7, eats, breathes, sleeps football. He doesn't know anything else, and his wife will tell you that too. Um, so uh, successful guy. I mean, he's won everywhere he's gone, You know, whether it was at the University of San Diego, whether it was with, at Stanford, whether it was with the 49ers, and then the last you know, nine seasons at Michigan. Um, he's a successful dude. You know, he, he knows the game. He knows what he doesn't know. He puts people around him that I think complements what he wants to do. Uh, and, and I think it was, it was a good hire for the Chargers. It made a lot of sense. You know, he was a guy who played for the Chargers organization for a couple of years during, during his, ten, you know, his playing career in the NFL. He knows the Spaniels family very well. So once his name popped up, uh, it, you know, related to the Chargers, it, it made total sense. Why was it such a done deal that he was going to leave Michigan after the national title, which he never said, but everybody, I'm sure you were covering them, knew, no, Jim Harbaugh's out of here. Why was that such a guarantee that he was done with Ann Arbor? Well, two reasons, really. One, you know, he had been chased in the NFL now for the last couple of years. You know, we interviewed with the Vikings after the 21 season. He spoke with the Broncos last year. You know, and he explicitly said, you know, a Super Bowl remained a goal of his. So we knew in the back of his mind that's what he wanted to do. And then you you put in, the, you know, focus this year at Michigan, winning the national championship, going 15-0, and winning the Big Ten. He had accomplished everything that there is to do in college football. There's no higher mount he could climb. So if and when the opportunity presented itself, um, the assumption was certainly on my end that, that he was going to leave. Joining us from the Ann Arbor News, talking about Jim Harbaugh, Aaron McMahon. In essence, he brought Michigan football back to the apex, right? He beats Ohio State and humiliates him three years in a row. He has one of the great runs in college football history with a 15-0 mark, the win over Alabama in the fashion that it happened. And essentially, he goes back to his alma mater forever as the conquering hero. Pretty good way to exit um, if you're ever going to exit the building. It is, you know, it was, it was, when he got here in December, 2014, it was, a, it was an interesting time because Michigan had kind of fallen on hard times, at least from a football perspective, they needed someone to kind of come in and reinvigorate the program and bring them back to kind of, you know, their, their illustrious standards. And, you know, Jim did it right away. You know, he won 10 games right out of the gate. He had Michigan competing for big 10 championships. There was a lull there in 2018, 19, and then in a 20, but these last three years, um, he, he really brought out the best in this program. You know, he made some key hires in the coaching staff. Uh, he kind of re, re, retooled the offense and what they were trying to do, um, re-change, you know, changed the culture, kind of made it a player's first team, and it really, it really paid dividends. Like you said, three straight Big Ten titles, three straight playoff appearances, and then ultimately you know, this year finally getting over the hump and winning a national championship. Who's getting the Michigan job? Right now, the front runner in the clubhouse is, is Sharon Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. He's been on staff now since 18. Uh, Jim trusted him this year. You know, keep in mind, Jim was suspended for six games this year for the, the various NCAA violations and investigations. Sharon was the acting head coach in four of them, including those final three games you know, that, that included wins over Penn State and Ohio State. So, uh, in a way, he kind of, I think, set it up for Sharon to be the, the guy to kind of take over. Now that's up to the athletic director, Ward Manuel, to make that decision. But um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if a, if a decision isn't made here in the next next few days. Did you like covering this guy? 
Uh, he's an interesting cat. Uh, you know, you have his moments <laughs> with him. He's not, he's not a big fan of the media as, as most coaches aren't. Yeah. Um, but he, he's an interesting guy. He's someone who the fan base hangs on his every word. Um, he has his moments. He has, you know, interesting quirks about him, interesting stories. So it, it comes and goes, uh, but he's certainly, he's an illuminating individual, someone who a lot of folks care deeply about. All right. Thanks buddy. Appreciate the info. Yeah. Thanks for having there me. Is. So Jim Harbaugh exits worst-kept secret that he wasn't sticking around and the worst-kept secret that there's already a quarterback in play in L.A., knew the family. You can interview in Atlanta. You can interview everywhere else. At the end of the day, he lands. Uh, why, Sandra, is it smoother, the Harbaugh to Chargers, which is equal rumors, Belichick to Atlanta, Harbaugh to Chargers. Why did that get done and why isn't this getting well, done? Well, according to Adam Schefter last night when this news broke on SportsCenter, his report was that the Chargers were not letting him out of the building because Harbaugh was very interested in Atlanta. For the main reason, or certainly one of the top reasons, he didn't want to compete in the same conference as his brother and the Ravens, which made complete perfect sense to me. Yes. The other thing that I don't know if people remember, and I was listening to a writer out of San Francisco talk about Jim Harbaugh's time with the 49ers. How dominant he went three of the four years he was in the AFC uh, conference game, uh, NFC, excuse me, and then a Super Bowl. And all they did was help him pack his office up. He was very, very difficult. He didn't get along with the GM and Trent Baalke at that time. And we forget that because it was so long ago and he has such success. But when he says he's very quirky and, you know, there, yeah, no, there he, are there are louder than whispers of he is very tough to get along with. You know, His, he, de- he definitely is a massive ego. Mm-hmm. He's going to want things. All that being said, I'm asking you the question, though, because I think you have a good sense. Why did it happen so smoothly in L.A.? They knew who they wanted. They got him. They got him. We know he that was Arthur, the number one target. We know that Arthur wants Belichick. There's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's who he wants. Why is it not happening here, but it happened there? What's the difference? Well, I don't know, and, and maybe you guys know, 404-726-0929. Interviewing 14 different candidates to me is a bit much. That's like you're on a dating app and you are busy. <laughs> you're, you're having lunch and supper with different people, and that's exhausting. <laughs> So I, I don't understand that part of it. The whispers that we are hearing is, you know, and you can massage it however you want. They want Belichick. They're, Belichick has what he wants, and the Falcons have what they want. So are they going to come to some sort of compromise? I'm going to say yes. Or it's going to be a strong no, and then you move on. Well, it's going to be an unraveling. If it doesn't happen, well, what, it what unravels. Fight, what, what scares me now, and by the word scared, if it's egg on your face big if this doesn't work because now we're four coaches into the hiring process and it's like who's left. Vrabel last night, I told you that was my number one the whole time. What Vrabel can do, he is so well-respected. The cast of characters he can bring in here to be his assistants, I love that hire. But uh, I, I think it's Raheem Morris or Bill Belichick um, or Vrabel, like we said. I think he's the third choice, but I don't know how he interviewed last night. Listen, these are complicated. Les Snead, by the way, yeah. with the Rams, has a loud voice inside. He's very well respected at Arthur with, with the Falcons. Yeah, he right. was here many, many times. He has come forward and said and really been a big cheerleader for Raheem. Not that Raheem needs that. He's very well respected on his own. But, I, you know, Listen. You're, you're hearing what I'm hearing, and they're going to yeah, I mean, this yeah. is, And by the way, you know, whether it's Zach Klein's posts yesterday – about Rich McKay being a holdup for Belichick, whether it's Albert Breer yesterday and Rich Eisen, 
whether it's Adam Schefter uh, this morning on yeah. Get Up, it's it's a little more complicated in Atlanta. Understand that Arthur Blank is a major plus. It's what Harbaugh liked about Atlanta. They all think that Arthur is the right type of owner, the opposite of David Tepper, that, that this guy wants to win right away. He's got a good reputation. So Atlanta is attractive because of the city and Arthur and I think the talent to a degree. Listen, you're one move away from a quarterback. I understand. That was one of the other talking points with Adam Schefter last night because they did ask, okay, Belichick to Atlanta, what seems to be the holdup? The quarterback. Yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, I don't, I, I don't see that. I see the, the infrastructure, and I don't care if you're up the street at Coca-Cola, Home Depot, UPS, Delta Air. These are massive billion-dollar corporations where sometimes at the top – the water, the, the the waters get muddied a little, right? When you bring in a CEO, and here's the thing, Bill, you've had four years of horrendous drafting in 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 uh, in New England. I can't hand over. Who who is saying that to him? Arthur Blank has to say to him, "I have a, a system in place with Terry Fontenot." And I, I mean, he's not gonna you're not gonna be a shrinking violet. Arthur Blank is a multi billionaire. He's worth five, ten times what Bill Belichick is, and he's gonna say to him, "Your last four or five years of drafting is not good. I have a team in place in Terry Fontenot and whatnot. Can you work with him? I have another guy in place, Rich McKay, who's been here with me by my side." Now, Bill Belichick pushes back and says, I'm not coming there unless I get A, B, and C. Right. Hence, a, a, a struggle or a negotiation at the top. If you're a good leader, Arthur Blank, you get that stuff figured out before he gets in the building. And then you go to Bill Belichick and say, that's not what we agreed to. You know, you're not supposed to have final say. And now you're being a – he's going to be a pain in the ass in the building anyway, Right. But you better get that stuff worked out. Or you don't. Or you're or moving you on. And that's, then, exact, that, that's one of two things, and, and likely we'll know in, like you right. said, 48 hours or so. Yeah, well, we'll know if it doesn't happen. And then we'll know within the next few months somebody will give us the background of here's how close it was. Listen, Bill Parcells sat on a plane in Atlanta and, it, and told Arthur Blank that he was going to get the Falcons job, that he was going to take it. We didn't find that out till years later, how close that was, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's close. It's real close. 935 uh, on the Steakhouse. When we come back, how the ACC continues to fail. If a schedule drops in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, did the schedule really drop? Steak and Sandra, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Game Traffic, 92.9 The Game's Traffic Center, brought to you by Bader Scott Accident Attorneys. Call Bader Scott, 404-888-8888. That's 404-888. The number one sports talk radio station in the southeast, home of the Hawks, Falcons, Atlanta United, the NFL playoffs, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Thanks for being with us. You can follow us at Stake Shapiro and at Sports Sandra. Coming up at 10 o'clock. It is Atlanta Eats on radio. You've got two weeks to get it together for Valentine's night. I'll give you, I don't know, a quick. I'm going to move fast. Okay. We're going to move fast because i got like 30 places to think about for Valentine's. So uh, we'll give you some tips at 10 o'clock for Valentine's. We're also, what else are we doing at 10 o'clock? We, well, we'll we'll, we'll update you. You're going to need to hear what Adam Schefter just said. Yeah. uh, Regarding Belichick. So, Yeah. yeah. Kind of big news. I think so, too. You're going to have to wait 15 minutes, though. We're just, we're just not throwing it. We've got other stuff that, that we have to get to. And uh, 
Update you really quick. Hawks lose again last night. They've lost three in a row. They come back to play Luka Doncic and the Mavs. I guess last night Luka gets a guy thrown out or tries to in Phoenix that was all over him in the second. A fan? A fan who was telling him you can't get up and down the court. Essentially, you're fat. He didn't like that. That's a lead on ESPN as well. Oh, that's not nice. Expect expect the Hawks to make a uh, move as the trade deadline comes closer. Um, Does Trey Young ask out? No, no, I mean Trey Young's not asking out with Quinn Snyder here. No, I mean that that's fine for right now. What if at the end of the year he said, mm, "You've you've I, just I, did I a fire know. sale with us"? What happens? I just don't listen. Here's what I'll say. It's it's way harder in the NBA to get out of the 20 spot or the 25 spot or the 15 spot and become a contender than it is in the NFL. See the Green Bay Packers, what they've done this year. See what the Houston Texans' uh, trajectory is. Mm -hmm. Houston went out, got a quarterback, got defensive rookie of the year as well, and they're right in business. They'll be one of the favorites in the AFC next year, and it happened in one year. It doesn't happen in the NBA. You got to go find superstars, right? And if you don't have them, and if you look at, you know, the Milwaukee's and Boston's and Miami's and uh, Indiana now, Getting uh, uh, Siakam and what? Like I don't know, man. You need two more pieces, maybe one big piece with the, with Trey. So I don't think he asks out, but I, I'm I'm obviously worried about the Hawks for sure. Mm-hmm. And it is time to just say this ain't working. Like you always say, Sandra. You know how's that working for you? Mm-hmm. What are they now? Probably their worst record of the year, right? Day day are they nine under? Nine games under five. Eight under right now. Eight under. All right. Let's do some college football. Find out who's 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 under the gun in terms of their schedule. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. One could argue that Michigan is the best college football job in the country. Would you agree or disagree? Well, I would say it's, I'd say it's argue, one of the You best. can make a case, yeah. Yeah, certainly one of the best. I don't, I don't put it ahead of Georgia and Alabama necessarily, but it's right up there, man. It's Playing right in up. the Big Ten? Is easier, you would say, but it's a 12 team playoff. I mean, and the teams have changed, so yeah. yeah. Uh, throwing it out there so it's assumed that Sharon Moore, your uh guy that filled in for yeah. Super Stud, one of the finalists for the Broyles Award, however, uh, yeah, well. Detroit Free Press reporting this morning. Wait a minute, there are other names being considered, they're saying, or at least should be considered. One of which SEC fans and LSU, listen up. Brian Kelly. Message boards are exploding. He has a tie-in from Central Michigan back in 2004. Uh, Would he go get the big job at Michigan? Also, Lance Leopold at Kansas. P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. P.J. also with a Western Michigan tie, able to recruit. Wouldn't that be a shocker? My God, Michigan. Yeah, I I would put the LSU job up there as one of the best jobs in sports, as college football as well. In terms of the money that'll pour in there, um, the the fan base. I think I'd be surprised if Brian Kelly left, but that's one of the few jobs he would consider. Certainly, is coaching Michigan. Right, I agree with you. So remember when and and SEC is always on you know front of mind because they're just bigger, badder awesomeness in front of us. Uh, think about when their schedule and who they were going to play, and they leaked it, and they did a schedule reveal of one team on the SEC network and how big it was. And by the way. They chose not to dance around when it was NFL front and center. 
the ACC could learn a thing or two. This ACC football schedule in whole dropped yesterday. And when I tell you an afterthought, to say the least, I just don't understand how you let this happen. Well, I think, I think my, my argument to you would be, what makes you think it would be a big deal to anybody? The ACC football conference, nobody cares other than you, the you, ACC schools. You put the bells and whistle on it with yeah. a little bit of creativity. Uh, you use smart reveals. You have each school do something on their Twitter account. You have a show. You make sure you're front and center on uh, the, the ESPN, who's certainly not in bed with the ACC network. But I'll tell you what not to do. Let right. it drop at around 5 p.m. <laughs> on a news day where Jim Harbaugh just took the job at Michigan. Uh, excuse me, at um, the Chargers. Because all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's cute. I'll look at that later, which is exactly what's happening. I they, will. They just seem old and out of touch and no idea how to market. They're chasing they, their tail. They're they don't just... know how to make themselves sexy. Yeah. They don't know, you know, and, and my wife, uh, you know, sold ACC and SEC football back in the day mm-hmm. at Jefferson Pilot, Lincoln Financial. And the one thing about Greensboro, North Carolina, and the ACC and Duke and, like, they're just a little stuffy and out of touch. And the SEC is like, we're badasses. The SEC has been looking in their rearview mirror and, and now the Big Ten no. and everything. No, it's I, I think the ACC is needs a jolt. They do. A reality. You're right. right. I, I did drop. You want to talk about toughest schedules, by oh the way? Oh, my Georgia, gosh. Well, Georgia Speaking, Tech. Brent Key, I want to get you a jolt and some monster energy because this is tough, kids. You want to talk about uh, they start their season against uh, – Florida State in Dublin. Yeah. Game day is going to be there. It's going to be unbelievable. That's so, on the 24th of August. So, so that's really week zero stake, so by you, the way. You, yeah, week zero. So you piggyback your season with Georgia out of conference and starting your season with Florida State. And then Notre Dame, you throw in at Mercedes-Benz. Right? Absolutely. Middle you got to go to Blacksburg, which is arguably the toughest place to play in the conference. You're uh, playing Syracuse, Louisville at UNC. A, they have a good crowd, but. That's what I meant, the atmosphere there. Yeah, I know. There. Okay, sorry. Miami, you're playing at home. NC State, you do have a Thursday night game, which I love. Yeah, under Georgia, the beautiful skies of Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia Tech, a top 10 toughest schedule. Georgia Tech, a top 10. I'll give you the t- two toughest, but just about everybody I've seen. Number one toughest schedule in all of college football, the Florida Gators. You open your season against the Hurricane. Two weeks later, you're at Florida State. Then you're hosting LSU. You're hosting Texas A&M. You're playing Georgia. You're at Texas in Austin. You're at Tennessee in Knoxville. That is a ridiculous slate. Yeah. You know who number two in college football is? The USC Trojans, who all of a sudden are like, welcome to the Big Big Ten, Ten. right? Yeah. You know, they open um, their season against LSU. Oh, you know, my God. I they open against that. LSU. Where is that game? Uh, that is neutral site. Where's the USC-LSU game, yeah. Garrett? He'll figure it out yeah. for us. Two weeks later, you're at Michigan in Ann Arbor. Then you got Wisconsin. You got Penn State. You got at Washington. This is USC. Scratch what I said earlier about Big Ten being easier than the SEC. You got, my you, God. You monster. Got, you got Notre Dame out of conference. Wow. So think about USC. That's awesome. USC scheduled Notre Dame is their final game, and their first game is in Vegas against LSU. Wow. And then you got Michigan and Wisconsin and Penn State and Washington. I mean, that's a friggin' run right there. That's awesome. That's USC uh, Trojans. Yeah, good job. All right, well, that's our little college football that's news it? for the day. Okay. Do you want me to go through FSU's schedule? Because I was yeah. like, what are we going to do here? Go ahead. And what do we need to know? If I was going to go to a road game, 
uh, get my boys. And we're going to Tallahassee. Mike, I was going to go on the Mike Bell trip. I said, Mikey, I want you. To, I want to go to Tallahassee. I know you go to just about every home well, game. Well, Clemson is October fifth. Clemson October in Tallahassee. Fifth. Let me check. North my... Carolina is week ten. No, I don't care about that. Uh, Florida comes to Florida State. Uh, how early is that? That's week fourteen. No, no. I like what you just said. October fifth is mm-hmm, Ta- Clemson. Uh huh. So, Braves will be in the World Series then, so they da- won't be able to make it. Dabo Sweeney. Actually, that will be the first. That will be wild card playoffs. October fifth is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, that's the wild card. Wild card early the on. Well, Braves will be busy. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the uh, tailgate on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. So, you ever been to Dublin? I have not. A lot of people going that's around these parts. Georgia Techers, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I haven't been either. So Seminole fans aren't playing. They'll be there enjoying. Oh yeah, gonna go. Great time of year to go too, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. said it's and and all these packages that are out there for also George Tech fans. I know a lot of y'all are going to, so that's gonna be super fun. Nine o'clock hour has been brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life changing results. Uh, when we come Advanced back, Advanced Atlanta eats on radio. Um, it's not too late. Don't call me. I ain't getting a reservation for you. But it's not too late. What if I was a former NFL player that used to play for the Falcons and caused, <laughs> called you on thank, that February. February the 14th in the morning and wanted one of the most popular restaurants? Just because you were a fullback that played for the Ravens wow. and played for the Falcons. Wow. And, or Woo. maybe you were a defensive lineman that uh, coaches D linemen. I don't know why the Falcon players all said, that's my guy, February 14th. But I'm not your guy. Other than I'll give you places for Valentine's. Some of the coolest romantic places in Atlanta. More importantly, if you uh, haven't heard, if you let me just say this. If you're like a lot of folks and Bill Belichick to Atlanta makes your stomach hurt in nausea, I may have really, really good news for you. Give me five minutes, I'll tell yeah. you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.